We have an update on Zion Williamson. How long will he be out? What does it mean for the Pels' playoff chances? Who needs to step up? And how does it impact how the Pelicans operate at the NBA's trade deadline? We cover everything you need to know in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, day we didn't really want to get to, given the news on Zion Williamson. He's going to be out at least three weeks with a right hamstring injury, be reevaluated after after three weeks, which likely means longer than three weeks. How much longer? I'll get into that in today's show. Who needs to step up for the Pelicans? What's this mean for them in the playoff picture? And does it change how they operate at the trade deadline. Before we get to all of that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all with the good news and the bad news, breaking down what it means for this Pelicans team. And we got some bad news today. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow along on YouTube and comment down below on YouTube. That's the number one thing you can do to support the channel. Completely free. No one else comes to you all like this. Even doing shows when I was sick. Very sick. And we were still knocking him out. So let's get into it today here with Zion Williamson. So we got news from Pelicans PR that Zion underwent an MRI in imaging after he pulled up limping in the loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a right hamstring strain and he will be reevaluated in three weeks. Three weeks from today, when I'm recording this, the third is the 24th. The Pelicans have a back-to-back set that day, so let's push it back a day and say maybe the 26th or so um, is the first day that he would really be able to go. This sucks for a number of reasons. This sucks for very, very many reasons. The first and foremost one is he's been really good in his last 15 games, 29.3 points, 7.6 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.8 blocks. He's been leading this team. They were first in the West to end 2022. They're currently third in the West, but just a game behind the number one seed. Zion has been playing like an all-star. He's been playing like an all-NBA guy. And keep that in mind because that actually may loom large long term. He's just been flat out really good. Like there's no other way to say it. He's looked fantastic. He's had an above 40 point game that kind of put him on the stage. He's been mentioned in the MVP conversation kind of as a mid-tier candidate. He's been all over the place and the Pelicans have been good. And he's the biggest reason why. They've been winning and it's right now mainly due to Zion Williamson and his play. But now he's going to be out at least three weeks. So look, if he returns at the earliest in three weeks, they review him and they're like, oh, the hamstring looks great. It looks really good. He's still not going to be ready to play. They're going to have to kind of go through a ramp up process, right? Get him out in practice, get his conditioning back a little bit, kind of slowly work him back. Similar to what they did after he had COVID, where it took another game or two before they let him get out there on the court and play some games. You got to get him into game shape. So you're still looking at 
four weeks, four and a half weeks, maybe longer than that. And a key date on this is February 9th, five weeks away, which is the NBA's trade deadline. We'll get into that in the uh, second segment of today's show. So this hurts New Orleans, and it hurts because the Western Conference is real tight right now. Real tight right now. You go on a bit of a losing streak, you fall from being third in the West in a f- one game out of first to potentially being where the Golden State Warriors are. Ninth in the Western Conference. Or Utah, who's 10th in the play-in tournament, right? With a more or less 500 record. All of a sudden now, your path to the postseason looks a little bit more fraught. You know, New Orleans is only three games up in the win column on the Golden State Warriors. They're up five in the loss column, which is helpful here. But it shows you how tightly packed this is. So any injury that knocks you down a couple of games isn't just a couple of games. It's a couple of spots also potentially in the standings. So New Orleans goes from looking at home court right now to being a road team or having to go through the play-in tournament to even simply get into the postseason. That's how impactful this injury can be. New Orleans is a deep team, and I've repeatedly said here and on Locked on NBA and elsewhere across our network and on shows that I, other shows that I've gone on that I think they could be one of the deepest teams in the league. But it's that depth that works well around Zion Williamson. You have the occasional Najee Marshall game where he goes out and he wins you a game kind of with 22 points, right? But those are more rare. Larry Nance Jr., who's out injured too right now, is a borderline starter on maybe half the teams in the league, right? Najee wouldn't start on almost any team in the league. Same for Dyson Daniels or Jose Alvarado. The depth works because Zion makes everything easier for everyone around him. And those guys have complementary skill sets to what they need to do to kind of maximize Zion and Zion maximizes their skill set. So it works here in New Orleans. But when your car engine goes out or the sun at the center of the universe goes out, Things change, and that depth is going to be tested in a way that maybe they're not ready for. You don't have a bunch of 30-point ready-to-go scorers on the bench. So New Orleans is going to need to be very careful about the lineups and rotations that they run out on the court. And we'll get into that in the third segment of today's show. What do you want? Who do you want to see starting? Which I think becomes a very important question. Now, there's going to be some reinforcements arriving. Brandon Ingram will be coming back. He's listed as out for the game tonight against the Houston Rockets. He'll be kind of ramping up to play hopefully soon, but we don't exactly know when this is. So New Orleans needs to kind of brace themselves for what might be some pretty tough basketball for a period of time without both your stars. You still have CJ McCollum, who's capable of getting you 40 and going out and winning. He struggled at times this year, but is rounding into form. And now he's really going to be the guy that has to carry the offensive burden. Same for Jonas Valanciunas. They've done that before. So there's reasons to believe New Orleans can still win some games, can tread water till you get Brandon Ingram back. And then hopefully sometime after that, at least three weeks, potentially get Zion Williamson back then too. But there's a couple of tough games coming up. This team's about to go on a long road trip, right? You have the Brooklyn Nets at home on Friday, a back-to-back against the Dallas Mavericks on the road. Then you go on, continue on the road for a five-game road trip. It's the Mavericks, the Wizards, eh. Boston Celtics, that one's tough. Pistons, eh. Cleveland Cavaliers just had Donovan Mitchell score 71 points. You're home against the Heat, You go on the road on the 22nd against the Miami Heat. Then you have a back-to-back set against the Denver Nuggets and Timberwolves at home. And then you're looking at the earliest Zion may return for game action being January 28th against the Wizards. 
There's a bunch of tough games in there with fewer easy to win ones. There's maybe like two gimmies, if that. This could be a rough stretch for the Pelicans on the road against some good teams away from home for an extended period of time. This isn't great timing for this injury to happen, but the Pels depth has stepped up and they're really going to need to step up again in order to try and carry the Pelicans and kind of keep them holding their ground in the Western Conference. But could they bring in reinforcements? There's a lot of picks that they have, ammunition to trade, players on expiring deals in a sense. Could they go and make a move? Do they need to make a move? Let's take a look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. How does this team operate at the trade deadline and does this change it? Because I do think that it does. That's coming up here next. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether it's pro football, college bowl season, basketball. They've got it all covered over at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those over at BetOnline.net as well. So it's the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. So head to the website today. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening right now over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. Consistent No one else coming to you like this, breaking down all of the biggest things around this Pelicans team. And today we're talking about Zion Williamson being out with a right hamstring injury for at least three weeks. Now, if you want to catch up on everything else around the NBA, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. I'm on there today talking about this. I'm on there every Wednesday, breaking down the biggest stories across the association. Scoring is up all over the NBA, and John Corrales, my co-host, and I break down why. Make sure Locked On NBA, your second list today, and every Wednesday when I'm on, which when I'm on there, which is every Wednesday. So we are talking about the Pelicans and Zion Williamson's injury. And now it kind of shifts towards the trade deadline. He's out for a minimum of three weeks. Look, it's likely going to be more. They treat him with kids' gloves. They don't rush him back, even when he wants to be out there on the court, which has created some friction in the past. Signing extension, so I don't think you need to worry about that as much right now, but don't love this sort of situation that they're in. But five weeks away is the NBA's trade deadline, February 9th. Do the Pelicans need to make a move right now to try and bring in some help? Do they need to kind of almost make like a desperation type of deal? So I'm not sure that they do. I've said I'm viewing this team this year with a much longer outlook than just this season. That's in particular because the Pelicans have a big roster payroll and potentially are in the luxury tax next year. That's not a good position to be in as a small market team. You need to really think long-term. You make a trade that brings an extra salary, pay the luxury tax next year, and then all of a sudden might have to sell off parts of the team, trade players away essentially, because you can't keep affording those as a small market team. It's unfortunate. It's the reality of the NBA and how it kind of often works for small markets. I'm not ready to start that luxury tax clock until like I really, really need to. Look, it's not, if it's not, it's not my money, pay it. I'd say pay it every single year. But that's not a realistic approach to it, right? That's not how this team is going to operate and what they're going to do. So I don't think they need to make a panic trade for this right now. If the Pelicans drop to six, and that's where they finish in the, in the West at the end of the year, I'm fine with it. You've got to think about next year being the first year that you're like, oh, we're real good. 
We have all the pieces in place. Guys are still growing. Now is when we kind of want to go all in. I don't think it's this year, even with the Zion Williamson injury and Brandon Ingram being now, now at least 19 games. You know, and it's it's tough to try and evaluate what you need to do, right? Zion, Brandon Ingram, and McCollum have only played in 10 games together this season for a combined 172 minutes. That's not a lot of data on what you really need to know when it comes to this team. But here's the thing, right? Do you need a lot of data with those three guys out on the court? Watching this team with Zion out there without bringing him, we kind of know where some of the weaknesses are. They could use some more reliable three-point shooting, I think. You know, Jackson Hayes is kind of filling that backup big, especially defensively, that we wanted to see. I don't know if there's a ton of moves they need to make. I don't think they need to be stuck in a position where they look at this and go, oh, I don't know what to do, so we're not going to make any move. I still think they can kind of make some moves around the edges for reliable guys. You could look at a guy like Kelly Olenek or Malik Beasley coming over from the Utah Jazz, and I think they would trade both of those guys. Those are all players that are still on the table, but were on the table before Zion, B.I., and C.J. haven't played together at all. So I don't actually think this injury changes a whole lot. You'll get Brandon Ingram back sooner rather than later at this point, and we know what he's capable of doing. He led to the team to the postseason last year. He played great against the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Get him a little bit of help and things will still be okay. The fact that these injuries overlap for a period of time isn't ideal, particularly as they're about to go on a long road trip, but look, it's not like they're overlapping that much, and I think that's Something to really keep in mind. So I don't think New Orleans needs to make a panic move. And I think the kind of approach to the trade deadline is the same as it was before. I don't think you actually need data on all three of these guys playing together, even though you're not going to get it. And that can hurt you. But we know what all three are capable of. We know how they work together and how they should be working together. I'm sure the front office does too. I'm sure the coaching staff does as well. So I don't think they're looking to make any big trade this year. I haven't thought they were looking to make a huge move this year and instead have been looking to tweak things. And look, deals don't really get done until February, until you get closer to the trade deadline. There's sellers out there that are in no rush to sell right now. So if you do make a move for one of those guys or any other deal right now, you are overpaying. And I don't hate overpaying if it means you're getting the guy that you want, the guy that you need, but you still want to try and avoid that. And front offices work a little bit differently than the way I view things, which is go and get your man, but they've got to kind of maximize the assets they have, particularly in a small market. So I don't think I'm expecting to see a trade or anything happen right away, just kind of base as a knee-jerk reaction to this injury from Zion Williamson. I think this team is still good. They'll still be okay. They're going to lose some games. I don't doubt that right now until B.I. gets back and kind of gets up to speed. But once he does, I think this team should be okay and should be fine. And we'll see B.I. take over and hopefully lead this team to a bunch of victories, kind of weather the storm until Zion Williamson comes back, which is hopefully going to be sooner rather than later. Though if I were a betting man, and I am, I think it's going to be later. But that's just me, and that's not any inside information, just kind of based on how they operate with this. But given how they're kind of playing right now and that they're doing okay in the standings. I don't see a panic trade coming. I don't think they need to make a panic trade come, come um, right now. Just hold your own, regroup, and I think things will be okay. I don't think the sky's falling just yet, even though this very much sucks. 
But some changes need to happen without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson out there on the court and around CJ McCollum. Let's get into some of what some of the starting lineups maybe should be and kind of what they need to do to try and be competitive during this time. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the good, the bad. We're coming to you like no one else is doing. This is an important show that we got to talk about, giving you everything you need to know about this Pelicans team and the injury. So I think that this will be okay for New Orleans. So let's just keep keep on rolling and make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Saints season is over. Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. What do they do? Because we we don't want to repeat of what we saw this year. He's going to let you know. Go check out Locked On Saints as your second listen every single day. So no Zion Williamson, no Brandon Ingram, and they've got a game tonight against the Houston Rockets. They got a, of course, nationally televised game against the Brooklyn Nets with no Zion Williamson because there's some weird curse where he he cannot play on national television. TV for whatever freaking reason. So things need to change. We've seen the Pelicans offense struggle at times and it's at times struggled even with Zion Williamson in that starting lineup. So with that, I do think some changes maybe need to be made. And so that's where I wonder if that's what they're going to try and do. I've said it repeatedly, right? Like in general, you want your starters to be the guys that win you games and you want your other players, your bench players to really try and just kind of hold their own. But it's your starters who's supposed to really help you win, especially based off of this team and how good those starters are. So I do think you really need to maximize the starting lineup for the Pelicans right now. And that probably means some changes, it might mean that you drop a guy like Herb Jones from the starting lineup. Maybe it's just for a period of time to give you more shooting. Maybe you need Trey Murphy or Najee Marshall in there because they give you more offense than you get from Herb Jones. Maybe you need to start Larry Nance Jr. alongside Jonas Valanciunas. And you heard him even say when he was on the show a week or two ago that that's something they've been trying to do a little bit more of. So maybe your starting lineup needs to be CJ. It needs to be Brandon Ingram, Trey Valanciunas, or Larry Nance Jr. and Valanciunas. Or maybe throw Najee in there for BI if he's not back yet and try and maximize the amount of offensive threats that you have out there on the court at any given time, particularly with the starting lineup so that they don't just get blitzed and beaten and you lose the game right off the bat because you're not going to be able to come back from that. I think that's something to really consider right now. There are a lot of talk about, can they start Herb Jones in the postseason? He was cutting really well and trying to make an impact against the... Philadelphia 76ers, but right now you don't have Zion to be able to go out and score like he did, right? Zion was unstoppable against Philly until the injury occurred. You need to make that up now. And look, I love Herb Jones. I love my not on Herb shirt, but maybe you need to consider maximizing your starting lineup offensively. With B.I. out there, it's going to obviously be C.J. and B.I. in there and Valanciunas. Do you go Najee and Trey? You know, do you go Dyson Daniels? And Trey, potentially something like that, Jose and Trey, 
you know, Jose Najee, I don't know, any combination of that. But I wonder if you just need to have more offense out there and really try and use that to your advantage to just try and kind of stay competitive with a number of teams. Certainly when B.I. is out and it's just C.J., you need to try and get some other scores and some others out there to take the offense burden off of him because we've seen him struggle when it's just kind of him doing the thing and not anyone else out there. You know, him as the floor general hasn't quite worked. So get some other offensive threats to take the burden off of him and let him work a little bit more off ball, which is when he's been his best, I think. So there's going to need to be some lineup and rotation changes, I think, from Willie Green and staff. I'm going to be curious to see what they do, and we'll start to get a preview of that against the Houston Rockets in this game tonight. At least the Rockets aren't the most competitive team, but this all of a sudden becomes a whole lot harder with no BI, who hasn't gone through a full practice yet. They said he's still getting some individual work in, but hasn't gone through a full practice. It still might be another week before we see him, too. This could go on for a week or two without both of these guys, B.I. or Zion, on the court. And New Orleans needs to find ways to make that up. And that means maximizing your players, and it might mean maximizing the offense. That's kind of what they've done best so far this year. We'll see if that's what they do tonight against the Houston Rockets. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game and see how the Pelicans fared.